It's the Who's On First baseball show with the coach, Carl Damasi, and the baseball fanatic, Kyle Lawson. Get the fellow's name on first base. Who? The guy on first base. Who is on first? Talking all things baseball on the Coach's Corner Sports Network. I'm not asking you who's on second. Who's on first? I don't know. Third base. And here we are, the coach and the baseball fanatic. And good evening, sports fans, and welcome to another edition of Who's on First Base Baseball Podcast with the coach called Devastini, of course, the baseball fanatic, the man that's got a plethora of baseball knowledge, the man himself, Kyle Lawson. And uh, Kyle, always a, a great, great night to come on and uh, talk some baseball. I know you were busy last week. I was busy last week. You're a little under the feather. I mean, weather, but you're, <laughs> you're ready. You're ready to do the show tonight. I appreciate it. So this is episode... 21, season number number five for Tuesday night, September 20th, 2022. How you feeling, buddy? Oh, I'm hanging in there. Always ready to talk some ball, coach, and I uh, just appreciate the fact we got some time. And uh, we have to because we are into it. Less than three weeks to go in the Major League Baseball season. Some teams have clinched. We've already got some division winners. And we've got some teams trying to figure out a way to make it in the playoffs via the wild card. we got a lot to cover. Don't you just hate that when you get a summer curveball and they throw you a summer cold? Yeah, I hear that. I was about to say, it's been a while since I've been laid up for four days. But I know you know what? Baseball waits for no one. I'm playing through the pain. We got to do this. I know. You'd rather have a cold one instead of a cold cold. You know what I mean? Oh, I'd rather have a cold one. Let me tell you. All right. We play four innings. We go around the horn. We talk about what's going on in the major league uh, division races. Uh, we're not going to throw a t- twist tonight because there's so many storylines that we don't have to throw a twist into it. Then the second inning, we'll talk a little Atlanta Braves baseball. And we're not going to get into a third inning tonight. So we're really going to play three innings tonight because, you know, minor league baseball is wrapping it up. Uh, The independent ball teams are wrapping it up. We only got one player that's still hanging in there in minor league baseball. That's, of course, J.B. Wendell. We'll get to him in two seconds. And then we'll take it to trivia because right now the baseball fanatic's got a little heat going on there. It's eight wins for the Fanatic, six for the coach, and six ties in 20 matches. I'm getting on you. It's a little hot under the collar there, buddy. It's not a bad little season right there. You have stepped up your game, and you have really stumped me a few times, and I like to think I've stumped you a couple of times too. But we will see what happens tonight. All right, so let's go around the horn. The Major League Baseball races, there's only about a week and a half left, 10 games maybe, and we got a lot of things going on. Well, we always start in the junior circuit, the American League East, and, of course, the Yankees are holding on. They were up 15. They were 15 games, uh, 15 and a half games up. It's down to five and a half games. What do you think, Fanatic? Can they hold off the Blue Jays in the race? They're going to end up holding them off. I still feel like they got the firepower to get it done. Uh, I was really shocked with the last month that they've had, but I still think they're the best team in that division, even though two of those teams could potentially find themselves in October, but the Yankees are the class of that division. Uh, right now, if we went to the playoffs, the Yankees would uh, get the first week by, and then we'd be looking at Toronto and Tampa Bay in the playoffs with Seattle. Well, actually, no. I mean, you look at it right now. I mean, the Astros, they've already clinched the division. The Yankees... Right, well, it would be the Yankees in the East, the Indians, sorry, oops, the Guardians in the Central, <laughs> and the uh, Astros out in the West. Yes. So, uh, yeah, the Astros already clinched. So, it's going to be pretty interesting. But I got to really tell you the highlight of this season so far, yes, I want to see the Yankees in the playoffs, is good old number 99. Mm-hmm. Take one nine away. He's trying to break the original number nine's 61 
home run season in 1961. You think Judge can do it? I think he can with the amount of games he's got left. I believe the Yankees have 13 to 14 games left to play. He is sitting at 58 bombs right now. I mean, and I know it's nostalgia, but I mean, I love when baseball is all about numbers. I want to see somebody hit that number. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I say he'll do it. Like you said, I think he's going to wind up. I'm going to say he's going to wind up with 65 for the season. 65. Okay. Oh, wow. Got a little bit of work to do. Seven more bombs. But hey, guess what? You've got plenty of time to do that. But uh, let's hope you got a couple of multi-homer games in there, too. Well, he's got like 12 multi-home run games this season, doesn't he? I know he does, and that's why he has the time to do it. I want to see it happen, too. All right. Well, change your name. We go to the AL Central, the Guardians, the Guardians of the AL Central. They're up five. They're up four games on the White Sox. They're going back and forth. Uh, Cleveland, eight and two in the last ten. White Sox, seven and three. Minnesota starting to slump. So what do you think? It's going to come down to that last week. And the thing is, the Sox are not playing bad ball. I mean, after just being absolutely underwhelming this entire season, putting together the best stretch of baseball this season. I will say the White Sox have the most talent. I've said it multiple times, but the Guardians have the best manager in Terry Francona. And quite frankly, even though the White Sox continue to win, they can't overcome the Guardians right now. I think it'll come down to last, last week. I don't really want to pick put a pick on it right now, but right now Cleveland's holding serve. And I just got to say, you said the best manager. Isn't Tony La Russa on, on a sabbatical and there's a young guy coaching that team over there? Yeah, former big leaguer Miguel Cairo is actually in the bench right now. He's got him loose. And, I mean, uh, Jerry Reinsdorf is loyal to a fault with his people, his White Sox people, always has been. He was wow. with. He was like that with the Bulls too. Obviously, they did that in Philadelphia. They got rid of a man I love, Joe Girardi. Uh, White Sox got Tony Lewis out there. Man, I didn't really care for. So uh, you know, change the manager. You never know what's going to happen there, buddy. Yeah, the Sox could have had AJ Hinch. I'll just leave you with that. And I think he could have been doing some great things. A manager is not supposed to lose you ball games. Tony Larusa, Hall of Fame baseball person, as he commonly likes to call himself. Uh, but also, um, since they've been away bit relaxed. I don't think you're going to see him back in the dugout right now. And I mean, it's just been a comedy of errors for the Sox right now, but Cleveland is finding ways to just not be bad enough to win the worst division in baseball. <laughs> All right. So we go out to the AL West, which is like the NL West. The Houston Astros are already clinched a playoff spot. They're 15 games up. They only need three more wins to hit the hundred mark uh, mark in, for the season. Uh, I mean, Seattle's still got a shot, though. Seattle's still got a shot in the wild card. They do have the third wild card spot, 81 and 65 right now. And even though Baltimore had a really fun season, I mean, I got to say, there's still five games out. There's not enough time right there. Seattle is a fun young ball club. You look at young, you know, J-Rod out there. You look at the guys that they picked up in the offseason. Obviously, Houston has turned it on when they needed to. And they continue to be the best team in the division I didn't think it was going to be that big of an issue, but I've really enjoyed watching Seattle play. I hope they get a chance in October. They deserve it. You know, I, I enjoyed it uh, last week or the week week before that, where the Yankees were out there in Seattle. That's an exciting young team. You know, we you know, and of course you got to stay up late to watch it. But oh my I like, gosh, I mean, <laughs> it, it was unbelievable watching a young team like that. That you know, people don't hear much 
about here on the East Coast because they're on the left coast. And Rodriguez, I mean, is unbelievable. I, I don't care what anybody says. Yeah, I mean, he's already proven himself to be a future superstar. He's already an all-star as a rookie. You've got the face of your franchise, hopefully for the next better part of a decade, let me tell you. And uh, you also pick up some good pitching, and that's really, you know, contributed to their success. You know, but you just – Houston's just that much better. But for the Pacific Northwest, I want to see a team for the first time in 20 years get in the playoffs. <laughs> they deserve it. My gosh, Lou Pinella was managing that team. Yeah, and Don Mattingly uh, never made the playoffs because of that team, but uh, we'll go from there. All right, so uh, let's go. Let, let's go out to the uh, to the left coast. Still, we're still on the left coast, and we'll go to the AL West. Uh, sorry, the NL West in the Senior Circuit. I mean, Dodgers, 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 Dodgers. They already got 102 wins. They clinched last night. I mean, uh, the Padres not a bad record, 81 and 66, and they got a shot. They're in the wild card race. Uh, so right now they would be in, but. Class act of baseball this year, I hate to say it, those bums from Los Angeles. <laughs> and my future wife would love to hear you say that. Yeah, the class of Major League Baseball right now, the L.A. Dodgers, 102-44. and 44, And let's see, they've won four in a row here. They've already clinched the division. Eight, eight out of their last ten. Not much you can really say is going wrong out in L.A., despite the fact losing Walker Bueller for the rest of the year. Depth, 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 and man, you got stars up and down that lineup. And I feel bad for whoever has to face them when you get into the divisional round. There's not too much you can say, even though San Diego, like you said, is a good team. bit dysfunctional right now. We've talked about that right now. But right now, they're holding the second wild card spot behind the Atlanta Braves. And uh, they are a playoff team. All right. While we're out there, uh, you know, oh, I thought Tampa Bay was the team that had the, the, uh, uh, entire Latino offense on uh, Roberta Clemente Day, which I thought was pretty. That neat. was really cool. Really enjoyed. Really that. cool. First time that's happened. One of the greatest baseball players ever taken away too too early from us. Last last game of the year, he gets his three thousand hit. New Year's Eve wants to be. He, he was making trips down to South America, helping the poor. Yep. Nicaragua. Yeah, never made it back. Never made it back. The plane crashed, and uh, we lost a very very good player. The only player that has ever got into the Hall of Fame without waiting five years. That's right. He definitely was. And yeah, I mean, 21's universally celebrated, uh, especially this month is Hispanic Heritage Month. I just thought that was really a really classy tribute. The fact that everybody wore 21 for the Rays and the fact you had one through nine, all Latino players wearing 21. It was pretty special. All right. I mean, here we go. I know you don't want to hear this. We're in the NL Central, but the birds are flying away with the NL Central. The birds yeah, not the Cardinals, let me throw that word at you, the St. Louis Cardinals. Yep. Well, what can you say? They're a well-run franchise, let me tell you. And they've run away with the division, 87-61, and 61, eight and a half over Milwaukee, six and four in their last ten. They're pulling away, and there's no way the Brew Crew is going to catch them. Of course, you know about the uh, rest of the teams in the, my beloved division. The Cubbies, Reds, and Pirates are all in a bit of a rebuilding slash trying to figure out what in the heck they're supposed to do with the next 10 years of their <laughs> franchise's future. But that's not why you called. St. Louis is playing good ball. You pick up a guy like Jordan Montgomery. And, I mean, you've got some great stories down the stretch here. You bring back Mr. Cardinals himself. If there's anybody else other than Stan Musial to be, you know, a Mr. Cardinal, it's Albert Pujols. Comes back 698, finishing it up 
coming back to the place where he got started. Number five will be retired forever in Cardinal history. 698, closing in on 700. It's pretty special. And also you had the the, the longest battery together, right, in Major League Baseball? That's right. Yeah, you look at over three. I mean, yeah, Adam Wainwright and Yadi Molina. Been together since 2006. Pretty special. There was a really neat tribute that they did at Bush Stadium, uh, I believe, late last week. And it was it was neat to see because there's two guys. Right. I mean, you're looking at the best generational catcher. Of, well, of this generation, the best catcher. And you're looking at just an, you know, a lifer, an absolute, a guy that's given everything to that organization. He's a Georgia boy, Glenn Academy, and uh, finishing it up after having multiple arm issues the last five years. It's good to see them get the tribute that they did. And you know what? You talked about Mr. Cardle. You could talk about Stan Musial. You could talk about Kurt Flood. You could talk about Bob Gibson, but you have to include pull host, but he went away for a little while, but Wainwright and uh, uh, Molina have stuck it through thick and thin with that organization. And that's what I love. I love seeing baseball plays that don't give up. They stay with the ship and they love where they're at. They're not seeking the extra money. You, you got to love it. Yeah. It's great to see, you know, a player with an entire team. I don't know if necessarily that was the, um, I always felt like Pujols was probably going to go get that big money elsewhere. But he always knew where home was. He came back. And I respect the heck out of don't that. Don't you think Molina and Wainwright could have done the same thing? Mm, yeah, but different career trajectories. You can look at a lot of different ins and outs with that. But the fact of the fact matters, fact remains, Albert Pujols is probably going to hit 700 home runs and he's going to finish his Cardinal. And he's going to go in the Hall of Fame as Cardinal. Okay. All right. The last one, the hot and heavy race. Only one game separates this team. No game separate, separates them in the loss column. All right, we're going to do this quick. I know you get, you're starting to get choked up because we can't talk about the Cubs. But uh, anyway, <laughs> but the Braves and Mets, it's going to come down. But you see, it's not the last three games of the season because the Braves have to play the fish the last three games of the season, right? It's the last homestand of the season. Now, right. we'll get into a little bit of this in the next part of our segment with the Braves, but you're looking at divisional matchups for these teams the rest of the way. The fact of the matter is the Mets are 94 and 55 to win five in a row, already clinched that playoff spot. One game over the Braves right now who are 92 and 55. They've also won four. It's not like these teams are giving up. I mean, it's going to come up to a head-to-head matchup if you ask me right now, but I mean, as hot as the Braves are, the Mets are even hotter and it's ridiculous. And Max Scherzer picks up his 200th win. Yeah, perfect game through six in- innings, and they pulled him. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, you get a guy off the DL, you want him down the stretch, that's going to happen. I mean, I'm sorry. That's the right move to make. In and today's now, baseball, it's the right move to make. All right. I got news for you. We'll talk about it when we get into the Braves section. <laughs> but uh, once again, around the hall, Judge going for 61, pull host going for 700. A lot of dog fights going on. Of course, the Dodgers and the Astros are already in. Uh, isn't there? There's one other team that already clinched, the Mets. Okay, yeah, of so Yeah, the Mets have, and the Dodgers and the Astros have clinched divisions. So so we're still waiting for those nine other teams. So we'll see what happens in the next 10 days. But uh, once again, inning number one in the books, you're listening to the Who's on First Base Baseball podcast with the coach Carl Damasi and the baseball fanatic Kyle Lawson. It's all part of the Coach's Corner Network Five shows, Wednesday night, 6 to 7, Rubbing and Grubbing with Brandon Bain, the Atlanta man, and the producer and the 
godfather of the Coach's Corner Sports Network, Lawrence Bennett. He's the one that put this together. All right, I jumped on ship back there way in March of uh, 2020 when it COVID hit. The Carl Demasi Sports Report, uh, Saturday mornings, 9 until whenever, usually about 10, 15. Okay, then we got one show, goes live for five days, way back in April, to honor the Masters. They do it at the Henderson Cabinet, Coach's Corner. That's the 19th hole with the Herb Brothers. Five days of unbelievable talk, banter, adultish words, but it's a lot of fun. So uh, check it out. It's on YouTube, the 19th hole. All right. Then we got two podcasts, of course, Travis Jordan and the Hot Grits Podcast. Episode 133 is out. Check it out. And then, of course, yours truly, the coach and the fanatic doing the Who's On First Base Baseball Podcast. And I hate to say it, there's no music in the Sound Garden this weekend. What? No music? No, no music. I no. am shocked. But there are a gazillion TVs. You want to go watch those Northern Illinois uh, Huskies? I want to go watch uh, Notre Dame. Well, I don't want to know if I want to go watch Notre Dame lately. I'll go watch. I'll, <laughs> I'll go watch Georgia. That's what I'll do. I'm going to go watch Georgia at uh, Coach's Corner. So any college know. game you could possibly find will be on any TV you want at Coach's Corner. All you need to do is ask. And then you come back on Sunday. Right come back on Sunday. Any NFL game you want. Yep, that's just it. You may not have music this weekend, but guess what? You got every TV you could possibly want. Order something. Order a picture of something you like. Order some delicious food. It's all waiting for you at Coach's Corner. Pepperoni pizza, buddy. That's our favorite. That's our routine. It's what we do. We got some hockey sticks, mozzarella sticks, and some uh, pepperoni pizza. So we're pretty cheesing it out when we go live there. So We always cheese it up. It's what we do. All right. Remember, it's all, all sports, all music, all food, all fun since... 1991, while well, I let that man save his voice. Inning number two, chopping on the Braves. Now, you know, they're in a battle. They're only one game out. Both, have the, same, both have the same amount of losses. They've coming back from 11 down in on June 1st, right? They were down yep. 11. You are totally correct. They've been playing 700, you know, you know, win percentage baseball since uh, early June. I mean, it's crazy to think, but, I mean, they've been red hot. And they almost caught him. It's been so close. And the fact of the matter is you get down here and you're still one game behind. Each team has had a chance to pull ahead. My Cubs really tried to help the Braves out last week. They did. They They the did. And they weren't able to take advantage. But Braves are still playing some great ball. And, I mean, they're 6-4 and four out of their last 10. All right. But here's some two, 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 uh, two things hot off the press. Well, the first one was the other night. Back after his injury, Oy. breaks his pinky sliding head first into second base. Ozzy Alzby's out for what? Another three weeks? No, he's out for the rest of the season. He oh, breaks won't. his pinky. It was that bad? Yeah, there is no way he can come wow. back and rehab that. You think about, even though you think about your little pinky, just to grip a bat and just everything, every single digit on your hand affects your swing. The ability yep. to grip a bat, the ability of you to make a play at, at you know, in the infield. Okay. I, I heard that he might have a chance to come back in the, if they make it to the second round of the playoffs. So uh, it's going to be pretty rough. And right. I don't hold out a whole lot of hope. I know the initial report was out for the season, but I mean, that remains to be seen. I, I, I don't know. I just saw him going into second and I, it, it, that was pretty rough. This is the old ball coach speaking. I never, in all the years that I've coached Little League Baseball, high school baseball, traveling baseball, 
I never taught my players to go head first just for that reason of the fingers being broken. I've seen it too many times, too many young kids doing it because they watch what their, uh, you know, their idols are doing. Just slide in normally, just slide in normally. And, and you know, you, you, how, how, how often do we hear somebody turning an ankle? We don't. How often do we hear somebody, now they wear these pizza gloves, these mittens that we used to make in Chicago and New York to make snowballs out of. Our moms used to make these mittens. Now they're making them to slide at the bases. Just slide the right way. Yeah, I know it's tough and it's a freak injury and it's 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 really frustrating for especially somebody that's so key to the Braves lineup one through nine uh, to be out the rest of the way. But hey, who knows? Crazier things have happened. The Braves make a deep run. Maybe we see him. But right now, not looking too good. It's a real shame for Ozzy. But let's talk about some positives. Hold it. I got one more negative that came out today. I heard it on the Ray Didio about 530 today. Strider. Strider is starting to have some tightness. Spencer might have a problem, so they're going to let Elder pitch his next spot, and they're going to move the rotation back one day. You know what? And Bryce Elder did get called up, you know, the right-hander. Called him up in a long relief type of role, but a guy that can start. You may see Kyle Muller get starts like that, especially if you you want to keep Strider loose, especially going to the playoffs right now. Depth is something the Braves have. And yeah, I was I was very disappointed to hear about you know Strider you know pulling up, but I mean that's going to happen this time in the year. Yeah. Look at it right now. Two hundred strikeouts. He's the first Brave in modern in 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 franchise history in the modern era. Going all the way back to Boston, two hundred strikeouts. He only did that in one hundred thirty innings. The guy right. has bolstered an absolute workload coming in and giving big innings down the stretch. You're going to have some bumps and bruises. Well. Let's see what happens to him. Okay, so let's talk positive notes. You got a positive note? Well, the positive note for me is that we got Vaughn Grissom playing second base. So Albies is out. We still got a steady guy playing second base. And, uh, you know, I don't think it's going to hurt the lineup much. Uh, the bats are starting to come around again. Acuna is starting to get hot. I think four four games with four extra base hits. So that's a positive for me, too. Yeah, absolutely. He's leading off again. And, I mean, I, I like to look at this. And these were notes that, you know, Mark, Bowman, who's covered the Braves for years on MLB.com, he's down the stretch right now. You know, before we talk about the schedule or anything we alluded to a little bit earlier, um, you look at Matt Olson, Dansby, Austin Riley, out of some slumps that they've had right now. Austin Riley's got 37 bombs. He's back to his old July ways. And Olson snapped an 0 for 22 stretch. Looked really good last night. More importantly, last night, Kyle Wright comes out. Yes. He's got 19 wins right now. You would have told me he'd be anchoring that staff, especially with guys like, you know, Max Freed and Charlie Morton. And, of course, they go out and pick up guys like, you know, Jake Odorizzi. And you think you sent Ian Anderson down. He has taken over and become the ace of that staff. It's pretty easy to think who the three-headed monster is going to be going into October. Also, you mentioned um, Vaughn Grissom coming up at second base. You're getting big contributions from the middle and the – Basically, you're six through nine guys. You're looking at, you know, Vaughn Grissom. You're looking at Travis Darno and William Contreras. That's one heck of a battery. And Robbie Grossman that you picked up from Detroit. And you're leaving out the center fielder, who's probably, in my book, the MVP of the Atlanta Braves this year. I know. I left that for you. Mr. Harris. (laughs) Michael Harris. I mean, another kid out of Birmingham, right? No. uh, Yeah, right? No, Montgomery. When Montgomery, they Alabama, yes. And I did mention, I did mention Mr. Harris. Mr. Okay. Harris is second. 
So, but uh, yeah, depth, are- depth, depth is the most important thing. All right. So uh, we say this every year. Should the fans be worried? I don't I think, think so. so. This is a playoff team that can make a deep run. Now we talk about the matchups for the rest of the season. Okay, of course, right now they're taking on the Washington Nationals. Right. And that series is over. You got four against the Philadelphia Phillies. Next week, you go to Washington. You play them again. You come back home for your last series of the season, your last homestand of the season, pardon me, against the Mets. And that goes into October the 2nd. And then you got three at the Fish to – excuse me, at Miami to play the Fish. You know what I mean? Right. And, uh, I mean, they're just teams that have faced each other. I really think each one of these series is going to be really tight. Depth is key. I've already mentioned that about the Braves right now. Can they go out and execute? I really think it's going to come down to the last homestand. And, you know, I just feel bad for the Washington Nationals because they're playing like the Washington Senators. They just can't get out of their own way. Yeah, and, well, when you trade so many pieces to build yeah. for the future, that's what's going to happen. Instead of the old phrase, first in war, first in peace, last in the American League, <laughs> they are now in the National League. And they're last in the American League, uh, the National League East, too. So, oh, all right. Last, last, I last thing I got to get to jump off the before we make quickly about J.B. Wendelkin. Okay, do you like the new rules they're going to be incorporating next year? Uh the pitch clock, I'm totally fine with. Right. Ext- extending the uh, the bases ridiculous to inches. Uh, I, I don't know. I it's that's where the tinkering gets a little bit under my skin a little bit, and I don't much care for it. And you know what bothers me the most? No shift. Baseball, no shift. Like everybody said, must hold, be on the infield. Hold yeah. Like you said, baseball is a game of numbers. Baseball now is a game of numbers and analytics. What bothers me the most is that these players today don't learn how to hit the other way and don't learn how to bunt the other way. Growing up, we were taught how to hit the ball the other way. And Not I think that's that's the problem. It's the, 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 the modern league baseball player. Tony Gwynn would have a field day with this. Rod Carew would have a field day with this. All you great hitters would have a field day with this. But you know what? Everybody's in love with the long ball. Everybody's hitting, let's pull the ball, let's pull the ball, let's pull the ball. Learn how to, and that'll end the shift. That'll, end, that'll blow up their analytics. But you know what? Major League Baseball doesn't want to let the game be the game, let the coaches coach, let the instructors teach, let the kids learn how to play the game, and play it the way you want to play it. When they Abner Doubleday invented the game, he didn't say you had to play at shortstop. You had to play on the left side of the field. He didn't say you had to be have a first baseman. We put people there. Why can't we put them anywhere else? And yes, now we're gonna have people stealing bases because they got an extra two, three inches to get to the base now because it's it's bigger. I mean, leave the game alone. Yes, speed it up, speed it up with the pitch. You know, the pitcher throwing the pitches. Speed it up. And we'll be fine with it, but don't change the rest of the game. And you know, am I old? You know, am I an old Tommy? Yeah, but you know what? I'm a coach. I'm going to teach my kids how to hit the other way. I get it. Learn the fundamentals and learn how to play to all fields. I grant you that. Uh, as far as how are they going to enforce the shift? Now, I know we could probably do an entire new segment on how they're going going to really, I guess, you know, manage that, umpire that, officiate that. Another I thing, have no other- <laughs> idea how they're going to control it. Like, I, I just, 
I, I don't know. I, I find the whole thing very frustrating. Um, but, I mean, there is always going to be some level of shifting in defensive gamesmanship. Not to the degree you see now where you have three infielders deployed on left or right field for a given batter. Goes back to your little bit, your point as well. But it's happening. We can't control it. I, I'm just going to sit back and watch. I, I don't really know what point I can possibly make about it. It's yeah, going to happen. I think it's a little ridiculous. The base thing is really what bothers me. Just like going, let's go extra innings and put somebody on second base. Let them earn second base. Let them I've win the game. I've it since it happened. I mean, mainly because and, and, uh, my and, team and I've coached, I've coached uh, <laughs> fast pitch softball. I love fast pitch softball. That's rules been in fast pitch softball for years. Why do we have to put it in baseball? Why? Why? I, I mean, that I don't know if that's ever going to go away, but I've never liked it either. I will give you that. I'm okay with the pitch clock. Okay for keeping the game going. You should be allowed to shift to a degree. I don't know how they're going to police and govern this. I, I just don't know. I'm just going to sit back and watch. I got, like I got I said, nothing here. I don't know who's on first base. That's the name exactly. of the show. Exactly. That's the whole point of what right. we do here. Quickly, J.B. Wendelkin's the only player left here from around the area out of South Effingham High School. He's still hanging out there in the, with the Reno Aces for the uh, Diamondbacks. Still hasn't called up, and he's – I mean, he's low as ERA, like almost the, almost two runs. When he went down to the minus, he was like at five, what, 597? It's down to like – It was pretty rough. It's yeah, down it to was, like 4.0. And this month, he's perfect. He's been spotless, absolutely spotless in the early going. And um, really, I mean, geez, I think about where we're at right now. We're almost to the end of the season right now in the PCL. He's pitched unbelievable ball in relief. He's picked up a couple of saves. Pitching for the Reno Aces out in the Pacific Coast League. Hopefully, they keep him in mind um, in spring training. Hopefully, they give him a 40-man you know, invite, and they decide to hang on to him for the next year. Obviously, with this Major League service time, there is no reason that they wouldn't want to retain his rights and see what they can do for a rebuilding team like the Diamondbacks. I'm just a little shocked they didn't give him a call to come back and see what he can do you know, up at the big club in Arizona. All right, and the last thing is, we really don't have much banana news, except Why that not? October, we'll find out their schedule for next year. From what I'm hearing through the grapevine, we're supposed to have 35 games in Savannah, Georgia, a little more than the Coastal Plain League gave us. So yep. that'll be exciting for the fans. Uh, I don't know if I'll go watch the game 35 times with the same players playing against each other. But, uh, <laughs> you know, at least there'll be something in Savannah, Georgia. And, you know, they're going to take it across the United States. Yeah, it was bound to happen. Of course, we we know all about the announcement we talked about, you know, a couple of weeks ago, you know, with Banana Ball being the official path for the Bananas right. from here on out. No more CPL, but uh, going to take it on the road because that was the biggest thing. People wanted to see Banana Ball around the country and in other cities. And so we're going to see exactly what they come up with when they announce the schedule. But you will see 35 games of Banana Ball. You're going to see some challenge games on the road and give more people a chance to see the Savannah Bananas. Again, I think we're both united in saying we miss the fact we're going to miss CPL ball coming up this year. But, hey, the people want the bananas, and that's what's going to happen. Just give them bananas. <laughs> bananas, what can I tell you? And we, we'll have some of the same old bananas still doing their shtick. We'll have Pico Scala on the uh, uh, the broadcast, uh, internet Talented bunch. We'll have the shark in his shark tank, so uh, they'll be they'll be doing the same thing. Jesse in the yellow uh, yellow tuxedos, and uh, of course, uh, Mister what's his name, the baseball player, the coach for Banana Ball, um, um, 
Tyler Gillum's going to stay on. He's yeah, be Tyler will stay on there along with Burnsy, ma- major Burnsy. veteran Eric Burns, and yep. uh, going to be a lot of fun. Hopefully, see the spaceman out there, happy and healthy. And I guarantee you, there's going to be some crazy fun surprises. All right, that's inning number th- number three, number two in the book. We're only playing three innings. Okay, once again, no music in the Sound Garden, but gazillion TVs. You want to watch any football game on Saturday? Your college football. Go check it out. You want to go watch uh, my buddy here, the Northern Illinois Huskies, uh, who has a pretty good running back from uh, Beach High School playing for him, Ontario Brown. So check it out. And remember, any TV on Sunday for any NFL football game you want. All right, the man's exhausted. So let's trivia time. Let's make this quick and uh, sweet. Okay, this is game number 21 of the season. Okay, we're in the 21st show. Right now, it's eight wins for the Fanatic, six for the coach, six ties. I don't want to kiss my sister six more times. I don't want to kiss my sis- sister anymore. So uh, let's see if we can get a winning here. All right. <laughs> let's go. You're up first. Here's the first question for you. Albert Pujols going for number 700. Uh, Judge trying to break Roger Maris's American League record. But you better get this because this is a cubby question. Who hit Major League Baseball's first ever home run? Hmm. Okay. All right. Well, that'd be 1876. Yep. Okay. Yeah, this is really going to frustrate the heck out of me. Uh, Played for the Chicago White Stockings, who went over to become the Chicago Cubs, and then you brought the White Stockings back again. You know that. I don't have to tell you. No, they got that name off the scrap heap is what they did. Okay. All right. So, ah, my God. You got the year, but Uh, I just wanted the player. John Clarkson. Close. Ross Barnes. Ross Barnes. Okay. I'm sorry. Ross Bames. B-A-M-E-S. Ross Bames. Hmm. Hit the first ever home run in Major League Baseball, and it wasn't over a fence. It was inside the parker. Yeah, and that was one of those where that just rolled a long way and they counted it a home run, but that's what happened. Good question, Coach. All All right. right. Here's what I got for you. Spencer Strider became the – actually, yeah, he became the fastest rookie to 200 strikeouts in addition to him becoming the first Braves pitcher with 200 strikeouts in a season. As far as his pace, he did it in 130 innings. Who did he surpass? For the Braves or for Major League Baseball? For Major League Baseball. Fastest rookie to 200 strikeouts. Mark the Bird Friedrich. All right, that's fair. No, Randy Johnson, back Randy when he Johnson. was with the Montreal Expos. Expos. I should have known that. I should have known that. Uh. All right, that's all right. a good one, though. That's a good one. All right, all right. What you got for me? One inning in the book, Okay. The most home runs hit by one player in a Major League Baseball game is four. Who is the most recent baseball oh. player to accomplish this feat? Oh. Oh, 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 and it's fairly recent. And no player has done this more than once in their career. So, oh my gosh. And it's recent. I, I, I got nothing. Go ahead. J.D. Martinez with the Arizona Diamondbacks against the Dodgers on September 4th, 2017. Oh, my gosh. I totally forgot he was a Diamondback. My God. He had 
He had six RBIs in the game with that. So Aye. I think he had a total of uh, 16, yeah, 16 total bases when he hit four home runs, right? <laughs> yeah, that would do it. <laughs> All right, um, let's see if I can pull it out here and keep the white flag on Wilmington Island. Okay. Prior to Max Scherzer winning 200 games, can you name me the last Met to win 200 games? Now, there have been 200 game winners. Can you name me the last pitcher to win 200 games as a New York Met? Oh, man. The last register his 200th win. Oh, oh register his 200th win. The last I mean, I mean, the last. I mean, Siva left in 74. So I don't think he ever did it with the Mets. Yeah, remember, uh, you had to win number 200 with the Mets. With the Mets, yeah, with the Mets. Wouldn't have been Seaver. He finished his career, I think, with the White Sox. Yes. I think he threw his no-hitter against for the Boston Red Sox, too, didn't he? <laughs> Yeah, against him, I think. Yeah, yeah, you're right on that one. All right, so what you got? I, I, I'm going to say David Cohn. I have no idea. Bartolo Colon. Oh, Bartolo, you got to be kidding me. He has 200 wins? Yeah. Wow. All right, tiebreaker. Go All on. right. What pitcher, and as a pitcher, has the whole, most home runs in his career? As a pitcher, he hit 37. He did have 38 because he had a pinch hit home run, which don't count. So no, no, so yo, yo, Sonny, Hotani, or whatever his name is, and no Babe Ruth, okay? Only as a pitcher. You mean our future MVP, Shohei Otani? Yeah. Uh, Shohei, Hohei, Hohei, Wanamwani. Okay. All right. Let me think about this. I like butchering uh, names. That's what I do. I butcher names. You do. And I like it. Uh, oh, oh, Ferguson Jenkins. We got to go back a long time ago, buddy. And I think you're going to pull your hair out. Big time Cleveland Indians pitcher way back in the 20s and 30s, Wes Farrell. Hmm, Hall of Famer, along with his brother, Rick. And do you know how many Farrell brothers played Major League Baseball? I think four. Seven. Wow, that's at, a lot of Farrells. Out of those seven... How many were pitchers? Six. <laughs> yeah, the vast majority. Uh, let's see. Yeah, you got Rick, and I think I can't remember. Rick, Rick was the Rick was the catcher. Rick was the catcher. Wes was the yeah Cleveland. I got you. All right. All right. Well, fly it, coach. You got me. I'm a, you didn't ask me my question yet. I think I'm delirious. Hang on. All right. Let me ask you this. We were talking about. Uh, of course, Aaron Judge making the run at, right. you know, the, you know, obviously, you know, Maris getting, you know, 61 home runs. Uh, can you name me the team that Maris faced in 1961 that he hit the most home runs off of? The most home runs he hit him off of. Uh, it's got to be, you know, it's got to be, you know, in the American League East. And there were probably uh, 10 teams in that division. <laughs> Um, no there were no divisions back then. No, there were no divisions until 1969. 69 was the divisions. No, it was you you win the pennant, you go to the series. Uh, I gotta go with uh, why not the hated Red Sox? 
<laughs> got it. Got to have a name here. Boston Red Sox. Oh, ho, ho, ho. it was the Chicago White Sox. Thirteen. Well, it's tied, buddy. Eight, six, seven now. <laughs> yeah, that's certainly what it feels like, Coach. All right. Well, hey, good question. It's one of those right. nights, and we even took an inning out. We still went forty minutes, but you got to love it because we love talking baseball. Hope you feel better. Save that voice, and we'll make it short and sweet. Remember, no music in the sound garden. All football, all football, all football. And this is no exaggeration. There are 100 TVs at Coach's Corner for you to watch any football game you want on Saturday or Sunday or Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or Monday now, right? So anytime you want to go in there and watch a game, they'll have it for you. Once again, please, uh, once again, buddy, thanks for hanging in there. A lot of fun. I know you're a little under the weather. Uh, you know, it's, it's always a lot of fun. Uh, we got to keep this up and keep it going when you don't have many days left. So say a prayer for all those people in the Ukraine, say a prayer for all the people in this crazy United States. This is why we do it. Hopefully the 40 minutes took you away from all that, uh, all that stuff that's going on, but whatever, whatever you're doing today or tomorrow, what are you going to do? Big guy always hit it on the park. And until we talk to you next week, maybe your best week ever. All right. And on three, one, two, three. Label. Label. Talk to you later, buddy. Feel better. See you, coach. Tell Angela, go Dodgers. <laughs> sure will. <laughs>